Don't be an idiot. Changed my life. Expecting the minimum, the minimum, the minimum. That's a formula I can live by. Don't be an idiot. Get up and do better. Two imperfect pastors trying to figure <laughs> it out. Thanksgiving to one and all. We're so glad you can join us. Uh, this is coming out on Thanksgiving Day, and I'm really excited for this. Uh, Jake, I've got some hard-hitting questions for you today. Turkey Day. Turkey yeah, day. I've got... But are, are you ready for some some hard, yes. hard-hitting... Okay. How is this going to pull people away from their football games? That's really this, what I'm... I'm hoping it's done pre-game. Pre-game. People you are cooking. Put, you could put this in while cooking, uh, but while the parade, honestly. Do we no one really, really cares. It's on the TV, on mute. It's just exactly as a right. part of the day. So you can listen to us while watching the parade or while cooking or whenever you choose to. That's the beauty of a podcast. Uh, but here's my question. Well, one of my many questions. Hard. You prepared? Always. Forever. What is your favorite holiday? My favorite holiday? Uh, either Christmas <laughs> or Easter. I'm going to go Christmas. You're a creaster. I'm, I'm a creaster. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm Christmas. Christmas is my favorite. Christmas. Why? Yeah. Uh, we're going to go with like, because for the last few years we've been doing it at home. Mm. So it's in my space. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty slow holiday for us. I enjoy the fire and the gifts and the dinner and the family and all of those things. Uh, and also the church calendar surrounding. It's a lot of, it's a lot of fun for me. And I think it really focuses. It's always a high point for my faith. So Tell, tell us about some of the the church calendar yeah stuff yeah, yeah. so we pro- approaching you know we season. always have a, a, a candlelight service on christmas eve always as a you know last year we got to have christmas service on christmas day which was really cool mm. uh my family and i do an advent all the way for the 40 mm. days leading up to christmas um building the suspense and yes i'm not pro christmas music before thanksgiving but after you're rocking it let's do it let's all of it you know what i mean Is it uh, Mar- mariah carey uh not no what's your, what's your favorite uh Christmas, because uh, tomorrow, Jingle Bell Rock, as of probably. tomorrow, you yeah. could start. Jingle play. Bell Rock, I think, would be one of my, my top favorites. Whatever the old one is, I don't know. Oh, the, old, who. the old guy. Yeah. My wife has a whole Christmas playlist that will probably be getting started. Probably actually Thanksgiving Day while she's making the food. She's getting mental. She's mental reps. That's, That's what exactly, she's doing. That's yeah. exactly right. Uh, we own a... Uh, record player. I don't even know what you call him a record player. Yeah, record player. I guess yeah, that's what yeah, you call yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> uh, born in '91, people didn't care about records uh, until now. Until now, but we uh, only own it for these old classic Christmas records that Shauna has found funny. and thrifted and things like that. I read an article. By I read an article. I mean, I read the headline of an article uh, that said uh, for this. I think it was 2022. It was the first time in decades record sales beat CD sales. In like 2022, so we're okay. going back. <laughs> this is like, this is like celebrating the like the last two finishers of the race. Who's going to win? The, who's not going to get last? You know. Uh, I mean? Yes, yeah, yeah, but there's some real nostalgia for that older style of record performance. Uh, my favorite holiday, and and it's actually kind of funny because it echoes a lot of what you were saying about Christmas. Has always been Thanksgiving since I was a kid. I love the. It, it's not the. For for me, my family's always lived far away, so Christmas has always been a lot of travel. Uh, Even uh, I I now live twelve hours away from most of my family, Um, and so it's it's a lot of travel. So I'm not in my my place, my comfort level, Um, and so. Uh, and when I was a kid, it was the same way. We'd be traveling. Uh, I remember a lot of Christmases down in Florida, which was cool, super awesome. Not not 
like sad about that, but it meant we never had those super normal traditions versus Thanksgiving felt like it was always a pretty set pattern. Um, and it revolved around giving thanks. Uh, my, my family's always done the cheesy thing. Hey, go around and say, yeah, say something too. you're thankful for. I love it. I'm all in on the cheesy. Uh, and then food, something I love. I am, I'm pro food. And uh. then a day of football and napping. Like, I love just the the slow down pace of Thanksgiving and the deep breath that it feels like it is and just the the life life giving uh idea of just um being together but not doing a million things. Like Christmas is always feels like it's got so much that we're doing. Yeah. Um so with that being said, this is the uh my second hard hitting question. I'm here for it. What is your favorite Thanksgiving food? Thanks. Ooh, good one. So you're talking like specific to Thanksgiving? Yeah, that's the one of the the typical Thanksgiving. The the largest share, like the the largest part piece of my plate always yeah, yeah. is the mashed potatoes. Mm. But we eat mashed potatoes year round, so mm-hmm. we won't call that. So well, no, no, I mean, but that's a, no, a typical. Thanksgiving. I would say as a kid, it was my mom's cornbread, uh, cornbread, cornbread dressing. Um, cornbread I don't dressing. even know what that um, is. <laughs> as an adult. Uh, it's this sweet potato casserole with candied pecans that I eat on top. Mm. Uh, I've, I've that been, does sound delicious. People know me, know that I love potatoes. You, there's no wrong way to cook a potato in my mind. I'll eat potatoes in any I mean, way, you're, so. you have the right to be wrong. Can I tell you what my okay. least favorite is? Yes, I know what your least favorite is, and I was going to bring this up because it's turkey. pretty much heretical. <laughs> it's turkey. <laughs> turkey is the most so like garbage. The core it's, element of there's the a reason we dinner. only eat it like, Thanksgiving because no one wants to eat it the rest of the year. <laughs> it's like black eyed peas on on uh, on New Year's. They're like, oh, what you know? We got to eat. I've these. never I, I've never eaten black eyed peas yeah, on New Year's. New luck, I, I don't know luck thing. But turkey, if if someone has to convince you, here's the way to cook your turkey, the, and the it's right way. and it starts. 48 Seven to 72 <laughs> hours before. Well, you got to soak it in water and then you got to <laughs> baste it. And if you have to inject your meat with butter, it's not good Repeatedly. meat. You like butter, <laughs> which is everybody. Uh, that's uh, how I feel about um, lobster. Lobster. Yes, 100%. You don't like, nobody likes, it's eating rubber. <laughs> yes. You just like eating butter and garlic, I will which say, is everybody. Last year, we fried the turkey. I fried a turkey. Oh, you found the right way to cook the turkey? Uh, is that it what was, you're claiming? It was... The most edible. is the most edible way to eat turkey. So I, I've only ever eaten the dark meat because I I don't like the w- dry white meat. It's gross. I've always like the dark. But if I uh, wanted to eat sandpaper, I'd eat sandpaper. People. So. Uh, actually, today we're going to be having m- my favorite thing. So my wife doesn't like turkey. She's all in on Ham. Team Jake there. Mm-hmm. Well, Ooh, I like that. She's way nice. to go, Andy. She's here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she's not in on the ham. We're gonna do uh, a jalapeno roast and. I mean, it's, Caleb loses it's fire. His mind. My dad did it's a pork so roast, good. and it was really, really good. They're delicious. So, why are you asking me with, about Thanksgiving? With, well, so this is a time of year when, honestly, it starts at, on Halloween. It, it, it's bad because my kids come home loaded with candy. It was never bad when I was growing up, high school, college. Your metabolism still going, but like now as a dad, especially, the kids come home and they have. All of this chocolate and candy in the house. I love that you separated chocolate and candy because there's yes. a clear distinction there. Yeah, we give the kids the candy and we take the chocolate. Yes, 100%. <laughs> and Tootsie Rolls do not count as nope. the chocolate. Tootsie uh, Rolls I'm, and Twizzlers are the lowest form of candy. 
Yes, I agree. Uh, Smarties, I would put below that. Smarties. That is just gravel you should throw out. It's trash. But that being, but that being said, so it starts with that and like trying to be disciplined, not eating all of the candy, you know, but just grab one or two or a handful here. And then you lead up to Thanksgiving and then you're like, oh, well, you know, obviously Thanksgiving. And then you got your leftovers and fudge and pies. Oh, pecan pie. Mm -hmm. And I love fudge. And uh, so, so you just spend the day eating and whatnot. And it's a great time. Uh, I'm thinking about that Friends reference where Joey wears the stretchy pants. You've <laughs> yes. seen that episode of Friends <laughs> yeah. when he has his turkey pants. My turkey pants. <laughs> turkey pants. Everybody has had, I don't think you're a, an American if you haven't had that feeling of, why are my pants so tight at some point on Thanksgiving Day? But, so you, the best point of Thanksgiving Day, like if you're talking about the whole day, yeah. it's 10 minutes post-dinner in your recliner. It's, Pants unbuttoned, watching the football game. It's the game. second <laughs> half of the Lions game when they're already getting destroyed by 20 points, and there's no point in watching Not anymore. This year. Not, Not this, this year, year baby. Yeah. Not this year. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, that's historically always been a fall asleep in the second half of the Lions game. Watch it. So all, all that to be said, then it, then it's leading. Then you got Christmas and all your Christmas parties and, and the cakes and cookies and blah, 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 blah. And so it's a time when we really, uh, for, for me, I've seen this like every year now for, for quite a few years, this pattern of gaining weight as you head into the new year. Um, and so what I, w- I wanted to talk to about today is, is the role of exercise. We're just juking at, it on Thanksgiving. At, I love it. As, as a spiritual discipline. Shame on you people for sitting in your chairs. Oh my goodness. That's, that's uh, yeah, we're being rude. We're coming at you talking about exercise, exercise on, on Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving yeah. Day. So I wanted to share an idiot story uh, from my own life. Um, this happened, I'm not sure, uh, more than 10 years ago, less than 14. <laughs> That's how long I've lived here. I, uh, it was when I was the here. early days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was in pretty decent shape back then. Uh, just was running on and off, but not super regularly. And there was, it was called the Frostbite 5K. Put yep. on, or It was a 5K or a 10K here in Mount City. Uh, Matt Kasner put it on, uh, and it was great. It was really good, but it was like December, uh, let's say 18th or something like that. And I signed up to do the 10K, and I was really excited about it. And it was, I don't even remember if it was in the morning or at night. But yeah, that, for, um, for you Americans, that's 6.2 <laughs> miles. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> for, for you Americans. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I always have to do the translation in my head there. Uh, that day... The event goes on. I don't know if I've ever told you this story. Have I? Okay. <laughs> well, you, I don't have that many original stories. Uh, and I know Joe is doing the 10K too. And Joe's been trading hard. And uh, and the, d- the day it takes place, it's like eight degrees. The, I remember FNM Bake. It reads eight degrees. And it's super windy. Running weather. It's great running weather. And I show up and um, I had forgotten to do something. I'd forgotten to train <laughs> like the la- the previous time I'd run. I remember trying to do the dates back in my head. It was like August. So like four months ago. And I'm like, ah, I'm in good enough shape. You were just trying to, you know, rest up. Yeah, yeah. Trying to yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wanted to be fresh. <laughs> Wanted to be fresh. Wanted to be fresh. And so I remember going out and like, oh, I got this. Just utter arrogance. I like the confidence. It's, it's, yeah, it's not, it's not confidence. It was just arrogance at that point. And, uh, yeah, that was the worst run of my entire life. I remember turning. So we had to do, cause it was just, a, a, the 10 K was just two laps of the 5 K. 
I remember passing it and I'm dying already the, the halfway. I really thought about just stopping at the 5K, but I know Joe was doing the 10K. And I was like, oh man, I, I can't. I can't just not even do it. I signed up yeah, yeah, yeah. to do the 10K. And uh, this back stretch, I turn around this corner and the wind just is blowing in my face. It's so cold. I can't breathe. Every part of my body is killing me. I, I finished. But Joe Perkins. I was about to say, the only question we all care about the, is who won. Joe Perkins beat me by like, I think, 10 minutes. Shocking. <laughs> if you train and prepare. That's the idiot part. Yes, you do better. <laughs> hey shocking completely unexpected surprise here also i was sore for days after that yep as i've gotten older I, i'm trying to turn it here to a positive uh I, I was an idiot there hey when you go from zero to 60 we're adults now ease into it and so that that's the the uh, starting point, I, w- I want to say, but like, hey, my, my, I just taught a class on this topic of uh, exercise, of a spiritual a- discipline. exercise yeah. as a spiritual discipline. And uh, it was five classes that were all an hour long. So I've got at least five hours of content here. So we're going to roll and just let it go. No, we're not. No, we'll, we'll keep it tight here. But there's a verse and it says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And uh, just as you understand in the uh, biblical mindset, heart was just a metaphor for all that you are. So it starts with love God with everything you have. And then he starts breaking it down. Your heart. That's, uh, uh, sorry, your, your mind uh, is, the, is the next one there. That means with, with your mental capacity. Love God with all your soul. That's the the inner part of you, your spiritual life. And that's the one we, we focus on. Those two are really the ones we've, we focus on a lot when we're talking about loving God. When you hear sermons in, in church, it's mostly talking about your spirit or your soul, uh, the, that inner part of you, and then loving God with your mind. But then it says with all of your strength. And, and the idea that it's getting at there is with all of your body. And we... Well, the Bible calls us the temple of the Holy Spirit. That we are the place where God lives and dwells. And so therefore, take care of your body. Honor God with what you do with your body. And so as Christians, something that we need to do is add in exercise, taking care of our bodies. So I want to just ask you, first and foremost, what do you do to take care of your body? Oh, man. Uh well, currently, I, I've gone through seasons of different things that I do. Uh, when I would have moved here to about two, uh, a year and a half ago, uh, we ran a lot. Um, we had some friends, Caleb and I both ran, you know, similar races. And I worked myself all the way up to, to a marathon and did one of those, which was a lot of preparation, a lot of work. It's amazing. Yeah, when I, when I moved here, I weighed 265. In the summer, I was at 232. And so just worked really hard on staying consistent, staying healthy. Um, more recently, uh, yeah, I started doing jujitsu with my kids, which is wow. way more cardio and five minute roll than five miles you would run. And then I would, uh, also add, I've been lifting pretty significantly three to four times a week for about a, over a year now, uh, really looking for just, uh, longevity in my mm. muscles and my bones. Um, I tell people my goal is like 
uh, I want to be able to play and wrestle and beat my children uh, <laughs> in my retirement age. Like, I want my kids in their 40s to think, can I beat dad? And they think, oh, probably not, not yet. Mm. That, that's, you know, that's the funny part of it. Uh, I also really do try to, to watch what we eat. Uh, we try to do a lot of fruits and veggies. We try to do a lot of just portion control and things like that. Um, as uh, sitting here on Thanksgiving, you guys can all know that I, my portion control is out the window today. So <laughs> things like that. Yeah. Uh, and then we've been playing basketball on Friday mornings with a group of 10 or 12 guys too. Uh, I just really try to stay active in any way I can, I guess, is, is what I'm saying. That's so. great. One of the reasons I actually want to build off that last part of being active. Uh, in, in the history of the world, exercise has not been something that the majority of the population has had to be concerned with. Um, now, if you if you look in, in history, like Athens and uh, Greece was the center of the Olympic Games. So physical prowess has been something valued in, in human history. But for the most part, people just had to be active. Uh, I, was, I was thinking about this this morning, and I was trying to think, uh, do I know too many obese farmers? Like, that that's what they do all day long every day is, is farm. Um, and maybe a little bit more so now, but if you think of what farming was historically, you know, it was you doing a lot of work. It was you walking behind a horse and a plow, and you were walking all day long. Uh, the warriors. They were training and preparing yeah. all day long. They had to be physically fit. They had to be physically fit. Now, <laughs> there's not that danger uh, for the average population. The average person is not a farmer anymore. The average person is not in the military anymore. Walking uh, to get your water. Walking you know, to get your water. Uh, hand washing your clothes. Oh, just so much of life was so much more physically demanding. Now, uh, I like to joke about my office hands. Um, yesterday... Uh, I did a lot of office work, just sitting in the office doing nothing. I mean, I was doing mental work. Uh, well, you you were doing something. Uh, yes, <laughs> I, I, I was. Play into the idea yeah, I, I was. Don't do anything. I was doing things, but it wasn't physical things. Yeah, yeah. I was working with my mind. I was working with my thoughts. I, I was typing, writing, and reading. Well, now our watches and phones tell us we need to stand up. Yes, <laughs> that's where we've gotten because we have haven't done it. And so I looked down at near the end of the day, and I was at like four thousand steps. And they say, you need to get like 10,000. And I'm like, oh, that, that's, I just, we don't have that. So in, in this sense, uh, physical exercise is a new thing that we need to be more conscious of. Because the, the fact of the matter is, is that we love to think of those three things, love God with all your soul, mind, and body, as separate categories. But all of them play in together. And so when, when it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, he's saying with everything that you are. And we can't separate out your spirit. I'm, I'm going to make the argument um, that you can't love God with your spirit if you aren't loving God with your body. You're, what you're doing is arguing for a holistic view of spiritual and emotional and mental and physical health. You're saying all of this is wrapped up in one. You are not those separate things. Those things make you up. And one place ignored means other places are going to suffer. Exactly. And, and we as, in conservative Christian circles, I've seen us ignore the body uh, for far too long. And the important role it plays in our mental and our spiritual growth. Um, I read this book, and I've read it several times now, but I, I use this a lot as a... Uh, teaching 
method that I, I taught this class, class over love, love, love God with all of your life. Uh, but it talks about how exercise sparks so much brain growth. Uh, it's, it's called spark. It's uh, the full title is the revolutionary new science of exercise in the brain. And I, I'll just share some of the different areas where exercise helps you in. Uh, first is in learning it, it when you exercise it helps prep your mind to grow it re- releases the the chemicals and the endorphins in your brain that prepares your mind to 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 develop to grow uh one of the important premises in this book and and this is where all of the new research by the way neuroscience is in its infancy uh, there's about 10,000 things in this book where they, they go back and say, oh, the science for decades, for centuries has taught this. This we now know to be true, which contradicted the centuries of scientific consensus. One, one of the big ones was that your brain was set. That was scientific consensus. That was a known fact that your brain was set, that your intelligence was set, that that was a fixed thing. Well, now with MRI machines and, and the way we can watch, we can see brain growth. We can watch brains change. And one of the uh, important elements of uh, one of the important ways you can change your brain is with exercise. So with learning, literally growing the size of your brain. I tell my kids uh, every uh, most days before uh, as I drop them off for school, hey, grow your brain real big. Just as a way to talk about brain growth and, and learning. We, 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 just, we read a book, and I don't know if you read this book. My wife uh, is a teacher. Your wife is an educator, mm-hmm. uh, administrator right now. Um, growth mindset yes. was a very similar idea, and it's this idea that uh, it's not a fixed thing. And we, we do these things with our kids all the time where we celebrate the struggle. Mm. Uh, and, and when you think about exercise, the reason I loved running so much, uh, for someone who struggles with laziness and undisciplined, mm. being undisciplined, mm-hmm. Uh, running is a pure sport against yourself. Yes. It's, 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 a, it's, it's like 60% mental. You know what I mean? And, and that's a big deal. And so when I, when I think about actually running and, you know, I'm in mile five and headed to mile six and you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, it's your body telling your brain what to do. It's such, yes. such a cool thing. Yeah. The, the mental game there. So which, learning is one spot. Yeah. Which, by the way, that mental game, is, is what they're talking about because you're telling your body what to feel and think. It's, it's learning to override the feeling part of your brain with the thinking part. And that translates to what, well, one of the areas this book talks about is addiction recovery. Is, is that's learning to get the, the thinking part of your brain re-jump-started. Um, I, I won't bore you with all the, all the, terms in the brain right there but just just understand that that's what's going on when you're faced with that choice uh another thing uh specifically thinking of running is when you're running your body is physically stressed out and it it, it's the exact same reaction you're breathing in short breaths uh, your body's all tensed up it's the same thing you're feeling when you're feeling stressed just emotionally like mm-hmm. whatever life situation. So when you're running, you're learning that I can still function when my body is experiencing these symptoms. And, and so you're learning to work through that, hey, stress isn't something that kills me. In fact, it's okay. 
And so it's learning to still think through even all these physical bodily reactions. You're okay. You're You're okay. okay. It's telling your body you're okay even when things, when your body's in this fight or flight response. Uh, And so that's one of the other, dealing with stress. I've said for a long time, uh, stress is a choice and I get some people pushing back Mm -hmm. on me. And this is exactly what I mean. It's not that your body's not going to feel the stress. Right. It's how you react to that stress is a choice. Uh, and there are ways you, in the same way that I can build my muscles by lifting weights, I mm. can build my mind by doing things as well and, and protecting it from that. It's perfect. Uh, I think at 212, you're talking about anger right now. Mm-hmm. Anger is an emotion and it's not good or bad. The Bible does not say anger and do not be angry. Do not sin. Be angry, but don't sin. Mm-hmm. Like, so know that wh- it's the same thing with stress. Stress is just, is what it is. It's, it's what you do with that stress. What are you, stress is a choice. Like, hey, are you going to let that stress? And by that, I mean, yeah, I, I think you're meaning the That's exactly yeah. the effects. What what are you doing with that stress? Are you letting it shut you down? Uh, or are you just working through it? Uh, uh, I mean, it comes down, like, are you going to let this, sister, this emotion mm-hmm. control you? Or are you going to control you? That's a good, yeah. Because stupid things happen. Idiot stories happen when you're <laughs> controlled by your own emotions. Oh, all the time. All the time. Yeah. That's. That's, yeah. I, I think you're getting there, I, I, and maybe I'm jumping ahead, but no. let's talk about specifically things like mental illness and depression specifically. <laughs> depression was the next one I was yes. going with. Uh, what, do you, what do you have? Um, I, I think it was this book. Also, there's a book called The Body Keeps a Score that discusses this idea that uh, one of the best things you can do for depression, uh, and, and when they, they measured it with, you know, if you have pills, you know, whatever depression pill you have, or, or running, uh, running was actually more of our physical exercise. I'll put it that way, whether walking, running, lifting weights, a sport, um, was a better medicine to depression, to depression. And so when we're looking at these things now, they will go on to discuss like, Hey, there's serious things of depression where it's actually a mixture of both is what you sometimes need. Yeah. But one of the things that I counsel students with specifically who are feeling overwhelmed and stressed and they're moving into this depression is get up out of your bed, go for a walk. Go for a walk. It's that easy. You get your blood moving. You start doing something. Uh, one of the things we do, well, we have a fire in our house, and so I have a whole pile right now of unsplit wood. And I had a friend ask me, hey, I got a wood splitter. Would you like me to split it for you? Mm. No. Because Asher mm-hmm. and I go out there when we're frustrated and we're oh, yeah. angry. You hit things. And we go swing an axe. In a productive way. Yes. That's amazing. We cause damage to the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? so. That's perfect. One of the best... Uh, metaphors, I've heard, I'm assuming I've heard it, I'm not smart enough to come up with this, was that depression, it's this term, uh, and it uses it here in Spark, is brain lock. And so if you're thinking of your brain, what happens is think of a traffic jam where just all of the highways, are they're all tied in together, mm-hmm. all of these neural networks, but they're not, nothing's moving. Nothing's activated. So you have a couple of different options. You can take medication. And what medication does is it just artificially removes like half the cars from the road. The, those are the neurochemicals in your brain. And, 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 and it just takes those chemicals off the road. It, it removes them. And so then traffic can begin to flow. The problem is what was the underlying situation that caused all of that traffic? Hasn't been cleared up. Not enough off ramps. So eventually, yeah. f- well, first, yeah, not enough off ramps, not enough, not enough roads. Maybe yeah. there just weren't enough roads to deal with. Uh, whatever's going on in your life. You don't have the brain space to deal with all of the different things coming at you. Um, 
So while, while medication can be great, what, what it does is it hasn't changed the underlying issue and your brain slowly becomes dependent on that chemical and it can, and it doesn't work as effectively over years. And so you have to either keep upping your dose or you have to learn something else. So this is where uh, it's called uh, cognitive behavioral therapy comes in and cognitive behavioral therapy. So if, if uh, the drugs is just snapping your finger and eliminating half the cars on the road, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy is like putting a police officer on the road. He starts directing traffic. This is reactivating your brain and telling your brain this is activating the thinker. You sent police officers to the intersections, to the problem, and they're starting, hey, you go here, you go here, you, you keep yep. going, keep going. It's good. Okay. That's cognitive behavioral therapy, which is great. Both together, super effective. Uh, I, I say pretty effective. What works even better is exercise. Because what exercise does is it produces the chemicals that the drugs are trying to simulate. It gets your brain producing them naturally, which is probably part of the problem of why it got gridlocked in the first place. Your brain had stopped producing them naturally. One of the things of depression is we lose motivation. And so we stop producing that chemicals, which just makes our depression worse and worse. So it, it acts from that way up, producing those chemicals in our brains. And then it also gets your thinker reactivated. Because like you said, when you're running, like, hey, this is hard, but it's okay. And so you then get the thinker reactivated. Oh, I'm making a choice. I'm going out for a walk. I'm going out to split wood. I'm doing this intentionally. I'm making choices. So you end up with exercise working uh, the problem of depression from both ends. And that's, that's why, this is why it's a big deal. Because when you're depressed, you're focused inward. When you're anxious, you're focused inward. When you're stressed, you're focused inward. When you're addicted, you're focused inward. You're not busy loving God. Uh, I got to speak at Mogwag uh, a couple weeks ago. And one of the lessons was all about beholding the lamb. And that's what we're called to do as a Christian is behold Jesus. That means looking outward and upward at, at him, not inward. And all of these issues are things where we're busy focusing on ourselves. And that's why it's a big deal to me. I, as a parent, I, I think about these things a lot. Uh, Sean and I have been going through some of these classes and through our adoption stuff and they talked about uh, cognitive behavior therapy and mm-hmm. what they did with the kids is they played they found mm. playtime with this play therapy and something we've done with our kids um uh one of the ways like you know if asher's getting in trouble we take him outside and we just run or we go I outside and we we go do something we go ride bikes we go walk and we have talks if especially for my boy who mm-hmm. who struggles to to sit still who struggles to just be chill you know, for just a little bit, you know what I mean? There's sometimes I'm like, just, just shut up, man. I, I love you. Not stop moving? As a parent, as the dad, I have to stop and think he needs an outlet for this. Mm. Let's go take a walk. Let's go listen. You know what I mean? And things like that. Uh, it's such a big deal. And so I, okay, we've talked about this a long time too. Like, uh, there is a stereotype within ministry mm. of just unhealthy guys. And it's always lined up with people who are going too fast yeah. who are not taking care of themselves. Mm-hmm. It's youth pastors who are eating the pizza every other meal because they're not slowing down enough to think, I need to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. I've often joked, like people ask me, why do you run? I run, I ran at that point because I wanted to break the stereotype of fat youth pastor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. And this is not a condemnation. I, I'm not a thin 
super, you know, yeah. not Mr. America over <laughs> here. I struggle with, with my weight and it's something that I've struggled with a long time, but I want to do something about it because it's going to make me a better person, a better pastor, a better dad. Mm. Uh, I'm always a, a better husband after some physical activity. Yeah. Yeah. For uh, talking about your boys, but we're, we're boys too. We're, yeah. we're, we're men, but uh, learning to deal with your emotions, these big feelings need to be physically expressed. Uh, raising emotionally strong boys, I'll, I'll keep referencing that book, but talks about this and helping your boys physically process through their emotions is is how boys process through. That's the way they do it. So telling them to go walk, telling them to chop wood, telling them to go for a run, telling them to go bounce a basketball, telling them to go uh, punch a punching bag, uh, telling them to just go... Uh, you know, whatever it is. Your kid's physical health is a direct indication of how healthy the parents are. The healthier you will be as a mom and a dad, you will teach your kids how to do that. If mm -hmm. after dinner what you do is sit down and you watch TV, mm -hmm. that's what they'll do. Mm -hmm. If after dinner is what you do is you go outside and take a walk, mm -hmm. then you're going to be teaching kids things. So while we wrap up here, thinking about this on Thanksgiving, go out and take a walk. It, it doesn't have to be this huge ordeal. You don't have to get on workout clothes. You don't have to do um, all of these things. But, but go think about your health and your spiritual health and how we are one being and, and love God with all that you are. That includes your body. And your body affects your mind, which affects your spirit. And we can't separate them out any longer. I, I, I don't, I, I want to scream that from the rooftops. Um, there are hundreds, thousands of different ways. Uh, we've referenced running, walking, weightlifting, uh, yoga. I have a friend uh, who's doing pickleball right now. Pickleball. Yeah, yes. get some, baby. Find what works for you is my bottom line here. Uh, stretching, exercise, whatever form that looks like. And like quiet time, if you don't make time for it, exactly. you will never find it. You will never just be like, oh, sitting on the couch, be like, oh, you know what I should be doing right now? Working out. Like, that's just not how life works. Yeah. If you're going to make phone calls, do it on the walk. Mm. You know what I mean? If, if you got to just figure you have to make time for your physical health. Moms and dads, I understand you're busy. You're mm. going, you're going mm -hmm. to games, you're going to, you're doing all of these things. Yeah. You have to make time for this. And, and I would add it, it's, and I've really personally, I've seen the huge benefits of this, making it a part of my morning routine my morning quiet time, I do, I, it, it, it doesn't honestly matter. You can argue either way, but like, uh, there's been seasons where I've gotten up, rolled out of bed, went running and then come back and do my devotion time. There's other times when I've, uh, right now I'm in a season where I do my devotions and then go work out. It doesn't really matter, but t tying those two in together, uh, helps you prepare mentally, physically, emotionally for the day to come. And I, I know personally, I've really enjoyed that, that routine. So yeah. Well, this is one that as a community of believers, uh, I think that we need to be stretching forward to like, come talk to us, like come, come find a group. Exercising is always easy together. Yeah. Be in a community, pushing each other to these things and what you eat and what you do, all of these things and look for a holistic, you, you said, uh, with your life, mm. love God with your life, body, soul, mind, heart, all of those things. So, Hey, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, Hey, there are feast days, even in the Bible. Absolutely. Have that extra slice of pie. Just go take a walk afterwards. Yep. We'll see you next time. An idiot. Changed my life. Expecting the minimum, the minimum, the minimum. That's a formula I can live by. Don't be an idiot.
get up and do better. Two imperfect pastors trying to figure it out. 